Welcome to The Untrue Show. This is Dana, and thanks for listening. I am happy to be back this week. I'm not recording at my normal very early in the morning time. I'm in the evening, and I'm having a cocktail. It's actually um, Bailey's Almond Milk Cream instead of the regular Bailey's traditional cream, and it tastes pretty good to me. I've been putting in hot chocolate since my trip to Deer Valley, Utah, for the um, conference I went to a couple weeks ago. I've been really into spiked hot chocolate and just kind of cozying up on winter nights. So that's my vibe right now. But tonight I'm just having a little bit of that on ice and enjoying that drink as I prepare to deliver this fresh information to you. (laughs) I definitely just made that up on the fly, but I'll roll with it. I actually just had the holidays pass and Literally three days after Christmas and three days before New Year's is my birthday. So it's December 28th. And I, it's really hard for me to talk about this because I have kind of been not really looking forward to my birthday for the couple weeks leading up to it. And I was very, just kind of have this bittersweet feeling about the holiday as a whole, just because last Christmas is the last time that I saw my grandmother alive. So I'm getting a little bit emotional talking about it. But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about trying to make everybody happy on Christmas Day, trying to make sure the gifts got wrapped, that I picked the right gifts, that I got the right cards. And I feel like I just kind of like wound myself up so, so much, it just became more stressful than enjoyable day. And I was not my best self that day. Um, yeah. So <laughs> before we get into all that, I'm going to talk about what this, this, this episode is about. So it's about the resistance. And as I felt all these feelings leading up to the holidays, one of the things that crossed my mind was how much rejection I've felt or I've dealt with over the last 12 to 18 months as I've been interviewing for a new job, as I've been dating, as I've been just being a working professional who's trying to grind and advance their career. And I definitely believe in the concept that rejection is redirection and that you have to fail faster. So I think the fact that I'm dealing with a lot of failures means that I'm trying a lot of different things. I'm putting a lot of irons in the fire and a lot of those things just aren't working. So there's a lot to learn from those failures and just to really look at that resistance, like what's really keeping me from a relationship, the elements that I can control, what's really keeping me from moving up in my job to the next level. And even looking at just that word resistance, like I'm a big movie fan. So when I watch Star Wars and when I watch Terminator, I found that the people fighting against the change in regime are the resistance. So they're fighting against the evil. They don't want the enemy to take over. And in this case, maybe that's what the universe is doing. Maybe that's what I'm doing to myself. You know how they say we're our own worst enemy. Maybe I'm putting up that fight against, okay, I know you have to be more organized. I know you have to be more structured. I know you have to be more consistent. And the old me is fighting the new me and resisting that change to say, I don't want to do it. It's kicking and screaming. Uh, I imagine it's a lot like Angelica from Rugrats who kind of has her own little way about doing things and she's very stubborn and just like my way or the highway and does whatever it takes to get what she wants I imagine that my resistance side is a lot like that um or a lot like Blair 
Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl, who's very manipulative and strategic about getting things the way that she wants to do. That's just my, the two, two that come top of mind when I think about what in me is resisting these changes. And then you also, or at least I also feel like the universe might be resisting me changing from those things because I'm trying to push forward, trying to push ahead. And a lot of the feedback I'm getting is no you you don't deserve to go to the next level or no you're not qualified yet or no you're not good enough yet and that's tough I can always get better and I can always change and grow but it's just still tough to get rejected over and over um and so I'm always looking for ways to like get around the rejection but I don't think that's where I learn you know I learn from hearing the no and I learn from getting the the things that I really want taken away from me maybe the first time I'm not that person who even goes out for the team and might get it the first try I usually get it the second try because I've learned from the first time I, I the hunger in me is built up and the desire in me is stronger and I've worked harder for it and that's the kind of energy I have like the kind of like the underdog um, who has to prove themselves and really fight to the end and that's the story worth watching not the person who comes out of the gate swinging and it's just this all-star superstar so if you're thinking in like basketball terms definitely not LeBron who's out of the gate number one more like a Steph Curry who's kind of underestimated at first but now is this superstar champion that everybody loves and respects so that's the way I kind of envision things happening for me um but I definitely spent the morning of my birthday in tears in bed <laughs> and um just sad and disappointed because I'm not seeing the progress that I really want to see in some of the areas like in the last 18 months I haven't gotten that new job that I really want and I haven't gotten that relationship that I really want so I know that I've progressed in both those areas I'm a lot more aware of the dysfunction that I bring to relationships. I'm a lot more aware of the things that I need to change in order to get the next opportunity. And I didn't have that awareness 18 months ago, but I still don't have those things coming together in the way that I think that they should. Like you, at least for me, when I go on dates or I get into a relationship, I'm like, okay, this is the person I want to be with. I want to get engaged. You know, I want to get married. Like that's the progression I want to take. And then with the job, it's like, okay, I go on an interview. I should get an offer. And I should have the option of saying no if I don't want it. And I'm not getting the offer, at least the offers that I feel like are meaningful enough to be like, Ugh, I don't want that. Um, in fact, the last interview I went on was this past summer. And I, I, I have changed because I reached out to the recruiter that set up the interview. And I'm like, hey, do you have feedback for me? She said no. And I was pretty insistent. Like, I mean, they never hired anybody for this role. So I'd really love to know why they never hired anyone and then the feedback that they have about me to make it be a no because I spent three hours with like four people there and I'd really love to understand what happened um and so she did give me feedback and the feedback was they felt that I couldn't handle difficult clients and giving them feedback and communicating with them and that rejection was ultimately a great redirection because I was like you know I think they saved me um from the heartache of having to deal with something that doesn't sound like a great opportunity and it also really helped me refine what I'm looking for I don't want to be in a role where I am giving direction to people who have the ultimate say so on how things go I really want to be the person who's deciding how things go and so there's a difference and 
ever since I did that interview and even, you know, a couple after it, I've been able to make that decision kind of, you know, up front and tell recruiters or people that I'm talking to like, hey, is this role, does this role look like that? Does this role look like something where I'm just giving people expertise and I'm not making decisions and I'm executing things that other people want and not having the final say so and if they say yes we can kind of amicably amicably agree that it's just not where I would like to be next even though I that you know appreciate the conversation I appreciate the time and I appreciate them reaching out to me Uh, because a lot of times it's these recruiters are contacting me so I can just tell them like hey here's exactly where I want to go next and here's why this just isn't isn't it? And um, I really appreciate your time, but let's 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 continue this conversation if you have those opportunities come up. So uh, that's more of what I'm what I'm you know the direction I'm trying to go in. So I think if anything, even though I haven't gotten the job and I haven't gotten the relationship, I think there's other things along the way that I can take from this whole season of life um, that are meaningful and valuable. And I definitely didn't spend my entire birthday in tears. I think I, I think it was a healthy cry. And I think sometimes we have to have those. And for a long time, I avoided those type of cries where it's like, just so emotional, I had to let it go. But a lot of the reason why I was crying is I was like, there's so much dysfunction, not so much dysfunction, but there's just dysfunctional areas I've identified that I want to release and let go of. Like, hoarding things um and it's generational so how do I get away from just holding on to stuff that doesn't serve me holding on to people that don't serve me um and then also just recognizing the role that people play in your lives I think I've had some really monumental seasons of friendship um where the person has been a really valuable propel to the next level of where I'm supposed to be uh if it's like a movie I say they've been great two minute supporting characters who drop gems that make me a better person but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're people that are in my life forever and ever and ever um and it that's just is what it is so just recognizing okay that season's over but this person really made me think about how I got to be a better saver, how I have to be a little bit better at talking about my feelings, how I had to be a little bit more open with sharing my dreams with someone because sharing your dreams is kind of scary. Someone's going to judge you. And I'm kind of fearful of that when it comes to dating. Like, I don't always want to share, you know, my big ideas with you. In fact, I was I connected with someone on Tinder who asked me, what is something that you committed to over the last year that you're proud of? And I was like, it's way too soon for us to talk about that kind of stuff. Why can't we talk about our favorite type of peanut butter, you know, creamy, crunchy, plain flavored? <laughs> I mean, I I think that's a much more lighthearted initial conversation, especially if you're talking to a lot of different people on Tinder where I'm not really trying to go that deep with you yet. Um, but it's one of those questions I should know the answer to, but it had me a little stumped and it also had me a little nervous about sharing. Cause I was like, dude, like chill for a second. Um, but that's part of getting to know someone. Sometimes those questions come up earlier. Sometimes they come up later, but being ready to and prepared to kind of say like, this is how I feel about that. Or even if I think it's too soon, be like, Hey, a little too soon for that kind of question. But I'm really proud of the fact that I started fasting at 6 PM 
um, on most days and, and waking up in the morning, feeling a little bit more energized because I did it and being really proud of myself because I was able to, to get that going and be consistent with it. So, uh, just recognizing things about myself where I'm like, Oh, why am I hesitant to answer this kind of thing? Why am I hesitant through this process? Cause it's almost just like groundhog day dating different people and having to start from scratch and getting to know them. But I think maybe that's the beauty of it is I do get to keep starting from scratch and I have another day to try it again and another day to get it right. So seeing the the optimism in the season and, and not so much of the pessimism, um, a lot of the, the things that I've been reading lately have been really helpful in identifying some of the things about myself that I can change and grow. And then also identifying you know, how to, how to really get rid of some of these things that I'm trying to get rid of, like the hoarding thing. Like I never really realized there's like a root to it. I'm just holding on to some things because it's really nostalgic, but nostalgia is such a fleeting feeling. And one of the books I've been reading is called Nice. And I, I it, there's like this whole chapter where it talks about nostalgia and how nostalgia is this feeling that can betray us sometimes and how we really have to recognize like, okay, this is not, a healthy emotion and it's not healthy to have stuff disorganized for me I really like stuff to be kind of orderly and in place and my bed made every day and so when that those things don't happen I'm kind of you know off kilter or a little bit frustrated because I'm like why is it messy why is it disorganized so identifying that that's something I don't like um and just recognizing, okay, I have to adjust this. I have to get better at making sure my stuff has a place to go, throwing away stuff that's not that's not of value to me. And then recognizing that for someone else, that might be something that they could really use or they could need or is valuable to them. If I give it away, they'll appreciate it so much more. So understanding that as well. Another book that I've been reading that's been really helpful throughout all of this is called um, Attached and it's about relationship behavior and attachment styles. So it's been really helpful uh, in identifying some of the patterns that I have selected partners. Like I get attached to or not attached to, I get into relationships with guys who have a certain type of attachment style because of my attachment style. So the more I dig into that one, the more I will be able to share in the future, but I'm just really getting started with it. And it's already been so insightful. Um, another book that I've been reading that's been really helpful is called Love Between Equals. And it's been really good at helping me see, okay, this is what a healthy functional relationship is supposed to look like. This is what healthy functional communication is supposed to look like. And and it's hard to have healthy functional relationship or conversations when you're starting them on an app. And I think that's a really great conversation to continue on on its own topic or theme. But I think there's a baseline of, okay, dialogue that you can establish on on the app to continue with elsewhere. So Ultimately, if I connect with someone on an app, my goal is to have a conversation with them by phone and hopefully meet in person to see, is this something I'd like to pursue as a relationship? So one of the things in the book that it talks about is having healthy dialogue. So telling your story, but having it be conversational where it's not a monologue, where you're just taking this whole, you know, how they used to do on Scandal and even how they do on How to Get Away with Murder. So maybe it's a Shonda Rhimes thing where 
where the lead character or a character that's supporting will kind of go off onto the speech or tangent and they have like dramatic music in the background and they kind of take the lead but it's more of you telling your story but having someone be engaged enough with it to communicate back to you and it's where both people are really invested in expressing their own truths and getting to that point I think is a great goal of connecting after you connect on the app so you've both swiped right you're talking for a second on the app you're taking that conversation to the phone and you're actually having a dialogue where you're both invested and you're expressing your own truths and there's minimal judgment I know there's gonna be some judgment but there's not this overwhelming feeling of gosh am I gonna be judged if I say this thing and kind of figuring out how I can be better at dialogue was one of the things that I journaled about and then it was just talking about how you want to be seen and you want to be known and how the process of dialogue and emotional mirroring and reflecting back words and gestures is how you get to that deeper level of communication so I've really enjoyed that book as I'm getting into it and I definitely would highly recommend it if you're looking for something to read um and it's definitely made me kind of think through some things like am I good at this can I get better at this how can I get better at this how can I keep pushing towards the things that I want even if I don't feel like I'm seeing the all the what is it reaping all the benefits today so I'll get there (laughs) but I think it was definitely really humbling and bittersweet that's how I describe the birthday definitely bittersweet And um, I know some other people have been there too. So I thought that sharing this would be really cathartic um, for a lot of reasons, just because I can always come back to and be like, gosh, I can't believe I was there then. And I definitely consider my podcast to be something that I'm doing to help other people out there. So if you've ever been through something like this, you're not alone. And um, yeah, it is a birthday. And I think you know, according to the world, birthdays are supposed to be so celebratory and so happy and Instagram worthy. But ultimately, this is just the raw truth of it. I didn't feel that way on my birthday. I felt insightful. I felt um, maybe a little bit anxious. I felt maybe a little bit sad. I did feel joy, but I felt those things too. So me just kind of owning the fact that it wasn't this overjoyed, enthusiastic feeling that I had. Like, it's my birthday. I want cupcakes. I want ice cream. I want love and attention and affection. And um, yeah, I kind of just, I was feeling some kind of way. And um, I wanted to put it on on the podcast again, just in case anyone else is feeling the same kind of thing or been through the same kind of thing. And to just know you're not alone. That's one thing I've been really trying to remind myself is the feelings that I feel are not 100% unique to me. I'm sure other people are feeling similar feelings and they're feeling similar um, experiences in their life or similar seasons. So just to put this out there that this is where I am um, and it's not all these perfect Instagram pictures (laughs) and these perfect feelings of success and yeah it's it can get kind of dark sometimes but um there's light too so getting back to the light and then also understanding what did I do to get myself here because a lot of your life is 
based on the decisions that you've made and the choices you've made and some of the things you've done. And for me, I think the last decade has been really focused intensely on professional objectives and professional goals. So me kind of pulling it back to be like, okay, well, maybe I'm not there relationally because I wasn't as focused on that area of my life. I was so career focused and so about taking things to the next level. And a lot of my major decisions have been driven by career satisfaction. So dialing all that back, thinking it all through, processing it, putting it out here for the world and for my podcast listeners to, to, to hear and to relate to. So thanks so much for listening. Um, I hope that you guys got something out of this episode. And if you can relate, feel free to send me an email. My email is thegreatdanaj at gmail.com. So T-H-E-G-R-E-A-T d-a-n-a-j at gmail.com i'm on facebook and twitter and instagram as the great dana j and i am at the great dana j.com so to make it easy to find me <laughs> um i really appreciate all my listeners and man i'm so i i one of the things that i've been really happy about is the fact that i've gotten back into podcasting and that i've been consistently posting shows and episodes for you guys and I hope that you're really enjoying them. Feel free to contact me in all those other ways I just mentioned to let me know how you feel about the podcast, to let me know if you're loving it, hating it. You can write a review, but I have I have thoroughly enjoyed doing it and putting it out there and I'm planning to do even more in 2020. I really want to get it going. <laughs> and um I've learned through starting my podcast back up is I was so good at brainstorming things and I had a whole episode about brainstorming and how you can't keep your ideas there for too long. There's an expiration date on brainstorming. And so I'm really glad that I'm not just brainstorming and thinking about podcasting. I'm actually doing it and doing it on a consistent basis. And I'm enjoying it. It's been a really great release and really fun. So thanks for being here. And I hope you tune in to future episodes and watch, listen to some of the older episodes. I will be back soon. Hope you guys have a great new year. Bye.